thrilled to have on the line with me uh, Brad Beck. He is one of the co-founders of Liberty Toastmasters. Brad, welcome to the AmeriChicks. Good morning, Kim. Good to hear your voice. Good to talk to you as well. And uh, communication, being able to talk with others, to get your thoughts formulated and, and actually verbalize them, is something that everybody needs to work on. Liberty Toastmasters is the place to do that. And uh, so what's on your mind today? Well, you know, in Toastmasters, one of the things we work on constantly is a little exercise we call table topics, and that's the ability to organize your thoughts quickly and respond to an impromptu question. And so today I thought, you know, that would be a good exercise to do. But a lot of people are fearful of speaking extemporaneously. So I came up with this little method that I use to prepare, because even though it's speaking impromptu, you don't know the question, you can prepare. And so I always try to do that the night before a meeting. I'll, I've come up with this little owl method, method like the bird owl, okay. O-W-L. And I think of that nursery rhyme that John Wooden used to share with his uh, student athletes when he was the coach of the UCLA Bruins. He used to say, a wise old owl sat on an oak. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Wasn't he a wise old bird? <laughs> and I love that because it gets you to do a couple things. First, in this little method I came up with in my own little mind, is the O stands for to observe and to look around the world and what stands out, what grabs your attention, what's ordinary and yet extraordinary. Your eyes are always on a swivel, if you will. Your head's on a swivel. You're always looking, observing. Now, I'm going to skip over the W for a moment and go to the L, which is listen. So if you're observing, I also think you should be listening. What do you hear now? What are the sounds that are coming in? You know, what do you feel about the, the environment you're in? And is it loud? Is it, is it you know, lyrical? Is it disturbing? Is it, is it deep? You know, your ears are open to the, to the sounds around you. So if you are observing, you're listening, then the W would stand for writing it down. And this is where most people get messed up because they write down, but then they don't take the next step is to start to edit. So write down what you hear, write down what you see. And the W kind of unifies the O and the L. And by writing it down, for me, it makes me a better speaker because it clarifies my thoughts. It gives me the ability to be clear, concise, and then to be brief. And this process really gives us as speakers the opportunity to be efficient with our words, but to get to the point and to be a better communicator. So this OWL method I came up with helps me, and I, that little rhyme, I, I repeat it all the time because it makes sense to listen more and then be able to respond. Okay, and so you said that on your table topics that you normally uh, may have an idea before you go in into, into uh, the meeting. So I hadn't really thought about that. So preparation, even extemporaneously, makes a lot of sense, right? Absolutely, absolutely. When I get up in the morning, you know, I do a couple things, and I got this from one of my gurus, Jeffrey Gittimer, the gentleman who wrote the Little Red Book of Selling and the golden book of yes attitude and i think it starts with attitude starts with a yes but you know when you wake up in the morning what do you do you know besides doing the natural things that you need to do but do you read something do you write something down do you do you think do you create 
You know, and then more, more importantly, do you prepare? Do you prepare for your day? What are you going to do? Most people just float around. Well, the same thing with Toastmasters. You have to prepare. You have to bring your A game. Now, I'm not saying you have to have everything memorized, but what you have to do is come prepared to be able to speak, to think, to listen. And I love that. And, you know, I have uh, I've come a long way from my very first uh, Liberty Toastmasters meeting. Uh, when I got up on table topics, my knees were knocking. I was so nervous about it. And, if, you know, and, yeah, and fr- <laughs> friendships are developed there. Uh, we don't judge <clears throat> each other. We compete, but we don't judge. And uh, it's just a really, it's a, a really great thing. And so Liberty Toastmasters Denver meets the first and third Saturdays at 10 o'clock at the Independence Institute. And then Liberty Toastmasters North meets the second and fourth Saturdays. Did I say that right? Saturdays? Yeah, okay. absolutely. At 10 o'clock. And where's that at? That's up at 619 Ken Pratt. And uh, it's right on the corner of 287 and Ken Pratt Boulevard. And it's right behind the uh, Goodfellows restaurant there. And, and come and visit us there. This Saturday is Liberty Toastmasters in Denver. Please come. Uh, come arrive a little bit sooner than uh, we start at 10, 10 o'clock on the dot. And just observe and come and hang out with us and learn what we do. And we definitely can help you reach your goals of better oral communication leadership skills. Well, fantastic. Brad Beck, thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. Okay. On the line with me is, uh, I think our friendship really started at Liberty Toastmasters, and that is Christy Whaley. Christy, what is on your mind this morning? Yes, it sure did, Kim. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I wanted to start start off this morning by giving you a little sugar. I saw this, and I thought of you instantly. And this is what it says. Be the kind of woman that when your feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, oh, crap, she's up. <laughs> Thank you I so much. <laughs> thank and I you. Think of you. And I think uh, so many of the ladies that w- will be at your home tonight will be at your home tonight. And so many of them are like that. But I think you epitomize that. So, oh, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> That's I funny. That. Right back at you. And, How's that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was having a tough time focusing on any one particular thing. In fact, you talked about some things. This morning, for instance, oh, okay, I can talk about uh, Ride to Work Day. I am planning on walking as soon as I, we finish here along the Highline Canal, and I'm afraid I'm going to be run over by these bikes. <laughs> <laughs> and a few, I think it was a week or so ago, I saw a guy painting on the, the sidewalk there, or the path, and I said, what are you doing? Because I don't like graffiti. And it turns out it was a stencil that he was using to put down Ride to Work Day, well, that uh, kind of started to raise my hackles, and I said, well, what's going on? And so he explained it to me, and I said, and I, I didn't go into it a whole lot, but I said, well, he said, we'd like people to ride to work. I don't know who we are, but mm-hmm. he was probably some city employee. We'd like people to ride to work today or on Wednesday, and we'd also like, but we'd also like them to ride to work the rest of the time. So anyway... I just, he assured me that the, the graffiti would wash away. But anyway, so that's not really what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. But thanks I, for the comment. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, you've probably heard of Thomas Sowell, mm-hmm. the economist and brilliant author of books. And he had a column that he used to call Random Thoughts on the Passing Scene. And so I was thinking of, I had all these random thoughts on the passing scene, so I'm taking a page from his columns. 
And one of the things I'm thinking about, of course, is our upcoming celebration of the birth of our nation in a little over a week. And I've always felt so blessed to have been born in this mm-hmm. country. And then another thing that's going on right now, I mean, this, has, this all has to do with that, is our Vino, your Vino and Veritas, how you are partnering with Tom Cranawitter to put this together. And Kim, that is the highlight of my month. Aww. And I, I must... I mean, it really is. I, I think we're all kind of nerdy there, but I might be one of the nerdiest of the nerds. But anyway, I do love it so much. But one of the things I've realized, I thought that our, uh, the Americans beating the mightiest empire in the world was, was miraculous. And I still think it was miraculous. Yes, yes. But now, now studying the Constitution via the Federalist Papers, I'm thinking... That was almost as miraculous, if not more so, the, the coming together, the drafting of the Constitution, as was winning the war. And it reminded me, and I think this is kind of the crux of the issue, when you think about the drafting of our Constitution, the move, in the movie The Patriot, starring Mel Gibson, and he plays a man by the name of Ben Martin, and... <laughs> which is kind of funny because uh-huh. we have our friend Ben Martin uh-huh. at Toastmasters. But at any rate, Ben Martin in the movie is reluctant to go to war. In fact, at a town hall meeting, he's saying he doesn't want to go to war. And this is what he says. He says, why would I want to trade a tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? Hmm. And I think that's almost the crux of the issue. How are we going to form this government that was going to keep us from being ruled by tyrants. And anyway, so... And they, I, and they did I, it. They really did it. And as you mentioned, this Vino and Veritas and the study of the Federalist Papers, I was up in Fort Collins last night for the very first one. And uh, it, it's becoming more and more apparent what, a, what an amazing document this is. And Christian, we're going to have to go to break, but we are cheating our children by not teaching the Federalist Papers. And uh, I had a, a, a young mom uh, who is going to Vino and Veritas. She said, I never studied this. She said, my husband studied this because he was homeschooled, but I never studied this. And I said, do you feel cheated? And she said, yes. But here she is as an adult. She is hungry for this. And I am just so excited about what's going on with that. And Christy, it's uh, always so fun, to, so fun to see you. Um, so we see you tonight, right? Yes, for sure. We're doing our patriotic gift exchange. It is going to be fun. I know. Absolutely. I so, know. Okay, Christy, thanks so much. We're going to okay. go to break because we have Greg Morrissey on the line from Liberty North. Thank you, and we'll see you later today. It is also Liberty Toastmasters Day. And uh, thrilled to have some of my colleagues on this morning. We talked to Brad Beck and Christy Whaley in the last segment. Greg Morrissey is on the line now. Greg, welcome to the AmeriChicks. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So what is on your mind today? What I'm on my mind today is what the U.S. is doing, and you don't see it in the press, but the influence what President Trump and the U.S. people have around the world. And I'm going to go back to my home country of Australia. The headline was, what the bloody hell just happened in Australia? The polls were wrong. The pundits were wrong. The party insiders were wrong. A conservative got elected to Australia's prime minister, which is the equivalent of being president which is almost the exact same circumstances that President Trump got elected. All the news and all the polls were saying Hillary was going to get it. She didn't. President Trump got elected. So 
what I'm trying to say is that um, the people of the United States, you are having an influence around the world. Well, and you're the light of the world, and the light is being lit, and keep it lit. Well, and it's also happening over in Britain. Nigel Farage, I've had him on, on uh, uh, the show before, and with, with Brexit, uh, with what happened Theresa May. Uh, so I hadn't really thought about it. Just It's starting to, to gain momentum across the world. That is pretty exciting. Across the world. And, the, and like I said, the other one I've got, the Great Britain, they're wearing hats. Make Britain great again. And they were carrying American <laughs> flags. Wow. There were rallies in London and in England, and you have to go and find them. You don't see them on the regular press. But I want all the people listening to your show, the people in America, realize you're one nation under God, and your light has been lit, and don't let the light go out. That freedom, that, that purpose that people need to have to be free enterprise, to have the religion of their choice, don't let it go. It's priceless. It started. Keep it going. Well, and, you know, Reagan said that basically freedom is just one generation away. We make each generation has to, I'm paraphrasing, but each generation has to to fight for it. Now, how long have you been in the United States, Greg? I've been here since 1983. I've had my U.S. citizenship now for 13 years. Okay. And so when did you start the process to get your U.S. citizenship? That started when I first came through and I was in those long lines in Los Angeles, California at the Immigration Department getting the whole process going. So let's see, I should be able to do the math on this, but how long did it take you? It took me, when I, once I finally started pushing it, it took me five years. Okay, it took you five years, and did it cost you anything? Yes. Was it pretty expensive? It wasn't that expensive, but it did cost money, yeah. Okay, so it took you five years, um, but you are such a... Uh, and you appreciate the American idea and the idea that you're a U.S. US citizen. I mean, you are one of those people that really embodies it and, and talks about it all the time. Uh, and why is that? Oh, because I believe it's um, this is one nation under God, and it's to be God's nation of light to the world. This is what, to get to know God, America needs to get, get to know God and become and have a relationship with him. You know, the interest. Yeah, I just see the founding fathers and that. The uh, When I've studied the Constitution, I went through all the tests and passed the tests, and I think this didn't happen by accident. This is a planned event. Right. The, the hand of providence really what is uh, on America. And in fact, next week, I'm planning some really important shows regarding uh, our founding and also Gettysburg, because uh, the Battle of Gettysburg started on July 1st. It was fought from July 1st to July 3rd. Um, but I, I think that it is important that uh, I just had mentioned when I was talking with Christy that our, our kids in the education system are not getting the whole picture. They're being told about the separation of church and state, which means it's been morphed into that you can't talk about God. Um, but when we, we talk about a nation under God, the founders also realized that our God is not a God of manipulation and coercion. He really is a God that allows us to choose uh, to accept him or to reject him. So there's great freedom in that. But they acknowledge that the, the creator of the universe, really his providential hand was on the founding of this country. And the fact that we aren't teaching that to kids now, I think we're cheating them. What do you think, Greg? You, I agree with you 100%. I've got my children and my grandchildren. I'm teaching them. I make sure they know. Well, what a novel idea. You know what? That's how it used to be, is that families and parents made sure that their kids knew these things. So that's one of the things about 
Vino and Veritas, which is so great, the study of the Federalist Papers, is that, uh, you know, people are gaining this knowledge and then we're taking it back to our families to be able to teach that. And, uh, and that's another reason why we do this show as well, Greg. That's wonderful. Okay. Any, any final thoughts, Greg? America, you're becoming the light of the world. People are watching you, following you, and believing. And that you've elected President Trump, don't let the light go out. Okay. Whatever well, it takes, make that light burn brighter. Well, and one of the ways you can do that is to listen to the AmeriChicks every morning, Monday through Friday. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Greg, thanks so much. And we still, we have to meet for that cup of coffee one of these days. We haven't met face-to-face, yep. and we're going to have to do that. Yes, we do. Okay, for sure. So thank you so much. So Liberty Toastmasters, is, uh, it is really a great organization where we get together uh, and we're able to kind of kick the tires on a variety of different ideas, work on our communication skills, and uh, really there's friendships that develop from that. So Liberty Toastmasters in Denver will be meeting this Saturday. Actually, this is the, the third Saturday, and so we're, we're doing an extra meeting. But normally they meet, or excuse me, this is the fifth Saturday. We normally meet the first and third Saturdays in Denver at 10 o'clock at Independence Institute. Uh, we are meeting again this Saturday at Independence Institute at 10. And then Liberty North meets the second and fourth Saturdays of each month. And that is up at Longmont. And uh, there are websites for all of that. So uh, uh, let's see. It looks like we may have uh, Carol Baker on the line as well. Is that right, Steve? I'm seeing. Okay. Maybe. Yep. Okay. Um, Carol Baker, how are you doing this morning? Okay. Hey, Carol, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing just fine this morning. I've been listening to your show, and uh, I would like to chat with you about Liberty Toastmasters. It's something I've been pretty excited about lately. Well, you are, you are a very good communicator, so we've got just a few minutes. What's on your mind this morning, Carol? Well, you know, I will tell you about years ago when I started following the Royals baseball team when I was in Kansas City. And it is a phenomenon that I have found to be true in my life that I call the Royals phenomenon. Okay. I was going to go visit my grandmother who lived not too far from the stadium. And I had to drive by the stadium to get from where I was working at the time in Kansas City to go visit her at her nursing home. And I was tired of just visiting about the same old things. But I knew she liked baseball and she covered, you know, she followed baseball and was current instead of talking about the all stuff. So I started listening to the sports talk radio just so I'd know more about the Royals. The concept I learned is the more I paid attention, then the more I got interested. Then the more I got interested, I wanted to pay attention. Then when I paid attention to more, I got even more interested. <laughs> and it all started because I wanted to have something to chat with my grandmother about that wasn't a 60-year-old topic. Uh-huh. So uh, I found that to be true with uh, Toastmasters. I'm learning how to not just talk, Kim. You know I can talk. <laughs> I'm learning how to speak. You really are. I'm still also having to <laughs> – I, but now I'm still having to learn what it is I have to say. And I'm not just paying attention to the headlines. I, I go to one meeting. Then I go to a town hall meeting. Then I meet someone there who says, well, come meet me at so-and-so's house. Or let's go to this other meeting. You might like hearing this guest speaker. And so as I go to more things, I'm hearing more things. I'm formulating my thoughts. One of these days, I'll have something to say. And when I do... I'll know how to speak. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Carol, very quickly, just give that um, 
Kansas City Royals phenomenon one more time. That is so fascinating. Right. Because I wanted to have something new and relevant to talk to my grandmother about, I chose to start paying more attention to baseball. And so I listened to sports talk radio. As I learned more, I got more interested. As I got more interested, I paid attention more. Then that cycle kept going. As I paid attention more, I got interested more. You know what? And I think Couldn't that, that happen with anyone? Absolutely. And I think that we need to to really take that home to the American idea and what is happening out there. Uh, because the more mm-hmm. interested, the more informed you become, the more you learn, the more you pay attention, and then it empowers us to be able to communicate with our friends, our family, and our colleagues about why this this American idea is so important to protect. And, you know, the evening I spend going to hear my city councilman just give his town hall meeting once a month, I don't really miss the Tuesday night TV shows that we're on. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. Well, Carol Baker, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate your call in and this uh, great little – I said that there's going to be some great food for thought in these conversations with all of you, and uh, this is a great one. So thank you so much. I appreciate that, Kim. We'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you.